ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, April 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime when I have someone to answer the phones. On the Miller Lite phone line, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true, great taste only, 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we're over two weeks now into our daily quest to try try to figure out what we're going to talk about. As right now, sports still on hold for the foreseeable future. And, of course, we're going to get into what that means today. And, of course, I'll take your comments on Twitter, at Paul Swan. That's the best place to get me today. We had a conversation yesterday, and if you missed it, you can go back and get that on the podcast, about what would be some of the best games to maybe relive, revisit, if you could open up the vault of Marshall Broadcast, what game would you like to hear? And I get an interesting one that I don't know if there's a radio call out there of it because I think it's probably gone or doesn't exist like at least we think the footage of Marshall's game against Xavier in 1971. But that was a game that was brought up to me yesterday that someone would be interested in. If they had the opportunity to go back, they could get into the vault. If that existed, that would be the game that they would want to hear. And I'm with them on that. That would be the game I would want to hear. I don't know if you could do a recreation. I don't know what you could do with that. It would be really hard. But if you're going to put your finger on Marshall history and you want to go back and listen to a game or watch a game, that's probably number one. Now, yet to find the footage. It's got to be there somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. Someone's got to have a copy of this. We just don't know. It's sitting somewhere. I, I like to believe that. I don't know if that's realistic at this point, but I like to believe that it's still there. It's out there somewhere. But I don't know if there's a radio call anywhere of that. That's never come up in conversation. And so... I can't answer if that exists or if that is something that could be discovered. I would love to. I'd love to hear that game. I'd love to see that game. I mean, we, so, we, we know so much about it and we know so little about it at the same time. If you were there, you were there. If you weren't, you got to depend on stories. And that's the game that I would like to hear. Put that on my wish list. That's not a possibility. You can't just snap your finger and say, here it is. But if you could, that's my game. I'm going to go with that. And then that 1992 championship game. And I know that that's probably one that means the most to a lot of people. So that's an easy one. But I'm sure there are several games that we could talk about. We could go over the list of Marshall great games that we could just come up with. I'm sure we could spend hours having that conversation. Of course, we will. On Twitter is the best place to get me right now. At Paul Swan again on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Anytime you want to contact me, that's the best way to do it. Of course, here in the next few months, we will open up these phone lines properly for you. I hope, once again, I'm looking forward to that. But until then, we will 
take your messages and your comments on social media. But that was a good one yesterday that was given to me, so I appreciate that. Uh, i got to start on some sad news before we hit the break. Carl Tacey passed away. Former Thundering Herd coach, 1971-72 season, had a record of 23-4. and And he also served as coach at Wake Forest. He was the head coach from 1972 to 85, and he compiled a 222 win and 149 loss record. That was the second most winning record at the time. Also, he was inducted into the Wake Forest Hall of Fame. And you look at his success, wish you could have kept him, right? You wish you could have kept that guy on, on the roster, kept him as a, as a coach. 71-72, had a 23-4 and record, and then he goes on to Wake Forest. So he passes away, and so I don't know all the details there, but I do know he did pass away today. And very sad news for those who love college basketball and nice part of history for Marshall basketball as well. So um, we send our condolences and our respects out to the family of Coach Carl Tacey. We're going to hopefully liven things up here in the next few minutes. I made that phone call yesterday. I'm pulling out all the stops. We've got some interesting stuff we're going to dig into later on. We'll talk a little college athletics for you, finances. We'll talk all of that because that's just stuff we need to address, but we're going to go a different route when we come back from break. I made the phone call. He's going to join me on the program from the Ohio University Bobcats radio network and all other things. Yeah, I think you've guessed who I'm talking about. I think you have. If you haven't, Rob Cornelius is joining us on the program. And hey, like a Chuck McGill will probably offer just the right balance of sports fun and insanity that we're looking for on this program because right now, again, I don't know what the rule book looks like. Every day I put this show together, I don't know what the rule book looks like. I don't know what the what the guide looks like. I, I don't know. We're just doing it right now. We're going to figure this out eventually. Maybe in like maybe a couple more weeks, it's going to be a well-oiled machine. We're going to know what to hit, what not to hit what to do, not what to do. We're going to know all this stuff. But right now, we're trying to figure it all out, and I think I've got a guy who can help me figure a lot of that out. So Rob Cornelius is joining us on the program. He, of course, is the self-proclaimed best color analyst in the Mid-American Conference. And without hearing the rest of them, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I think he's the best color analyst in the Mid-American Conference. Rob Cornelius joins us on the program when we come back from break. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now. I said he was the self-proclaimed best color analyst in the Mid-American Conference. But you know what? If you are, it's not bragging if you can do it. It's not bragging. It's just stating a fact. And Rob Cornelius is with us now on the program. You're not bragging. You're just stating a fact, Rob. I've gotten away with this statement for over a decade, so I'm just going to kind of stick with it, man. But you must have swung your way and missed way down the 40-man roster to be getting to me today. Look, 
I, I think you're high on the roster. Don't don't short play yourself. Don't downplay yourself. You're high on the well, roster. No, I, I, I understand. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a tough week. It's a tough, tough month for sports. You know that. I would love to be talking sports and opening day. And uh, I think, you know, we, it would be like open day for things. Or you'd be in your NCAA, you know, basketball, your hockey. You'd have a lot of things going on right now. And I would love to know what everybody's talking about. Because I've seen the ESPN ratings and then cratered, and everyone's watching either news or that show with that guy with the Tigers right now. So I've not watched that. Tiger King, I've not everyone watched that yet. So, everyone is so into that. It, it, it's really confusing. But, again, if you, all you're doing is sit at home and run a Netflix or whatever and you're not listening to the radio like you should be, it seems like every American has watched all seven episodes and has a strong opinion about Carol Baskin. I don't get it. So what you're telling me is I guess we need to watch that together or at least watch it right. and then talk about no, it. No, seriously, like people should like set up one of those Zoom chats so China can surveil us while we're all watching Tiger King. See, this is why I brought you on the program. This is what I've been needing. I got a nice recharge the other day. Chuck McGill came on, and we talked to him. He's fun. I miss, I miss Chuck, man. I Again, you guys get back in my league, and I can see him all the time. He used to work with my wife. He's a good dude. <laughs> well, you know, the way things are going, maybe we're going to have to consolidate leagues here in the next couple of years, the way the finances are going. It might happen. Uh, well, and, and, that's, and that's the question. And again, I don't speak for any athletics department as, a, as an official spokesman or an AD or anyone like that, but you're seeing all sorts of things thrown around. You're seeing we start normal. You're seeing we play nine games. You're seeing, uh, you know, we'll drag this thing into the spring and do kind of a bifurcated season or elongate it like the CFL does. You know, obviously at Ohio, we're all Nathan Burke fans, and if he didn't get that NFL look, he's going to want that CFL look, but they've already, I think, pushed back their training camps and draft. Like originally my buddies and I, we were all planning to go to uh, go to Canada and like basically tailgate the CFL draft, which is like the baseball draft. There's really not a tailgate portion, but we were going to do that just for Nathan Rourke. And now we're not even going to get to have that chance. I don't think. Where do you see this going? Just, just common sense. I know the NFL is pretending as if they're going to have a season. Everyone else is on hold, but you know, do you see this going I, I think I think I mean I think games are going to get played if that's to be done in front of empty arenas or you know all of us have to wear beekeeping suits to go to the game or something they're going to get played. Uh, there's too much money involved in them not to. Um, to even if you go direct TV again we're going to have WrestleMania this weekend although it's been pre-taped but WrestleMania is going to be effectively empty stadium theater as well. Everyone's going to figure out how to do it and how to do it right and how to mix audio and all these other ancient arts that no one's had to do in forever, but we're going to have games. And I think the gambling industry, I think there's going to be so much money when sports come back in these ratings. You're going to see that that jump. They would, they're going to find a way to figure this out. They're going to do this. Um, the country will have to, if, if the country's not back in business in a, in a month, we've got bigger problems than whether we have, you know, Con USA football or not. And that's the question. Will the country be back? Because if schools are not in, yeah, do you play mm-hmm. college athletics? If Yeah, and, and everyone's already scripting their summer sessions. is all going to be exclusively online. I think a lot of schools individually have said that. I don't think the state systems have said universally every public school in Ohio is going to be online summer only, but I think we're going to see that if the places you haven't seen it yet. Look, I mean, not to drag this show into a news hole, because it's, it's, it usually isn't, but at some point we'll have a breaking point. Can America sit back and literally have 80% of us doing nothing the other 20% working hard just to keep things running. How long do you justify that? And it becomes, I hate to bring in the, you know, the, the actuary, the insurance agency, but how, losing how many people is worth shutting down America for how long? And at some point, some actuary is going to equate deaths to dollars and tell us you, you can either keep doing this this way or you can't. 
And that's the hard choice. Someone's going to have to look like a real jerk at the end of this and say, well, there's only X number of people gone. We probably should restart everything. It's Rob, awful, but that, that, that's the hard decision some actuary is going to make for us. Rob Cornelius is joining us. And of course, he spends his time as the color analyst of Ohio Bobcat Sports, among other things. And how has this impacted as far as Ohio is concerned, the university? I mean, how much do you know of what's going on there as every university is well, trying I'm, to find ways to cut and try to survive this or weather this? Well, right. I mean, everybody, I mean, it, it starts off just in, in the spring with basketball. And you see the NCAA telling everyone we're going to be, you know, tens, tens if not over $100 million short in our payouts to the, to the colleges and the programs. And a lot of programs, you know, even the ones that aren't winning, the ones that aren't going to the NCAA tournament are counting on that money to come through and float them. And that applies to basketball, that applies to football, applies to a much lesser extent to a few of the hockey schools. But in Ohio, I mean, you know, obviously you're sitting in that three-cornered border with Kentucky, Ohio, and West Virginia and Huntington. Ohio and Governor Mike DeWine, if you think all of this was serious, which it appears to be, he was one of the earliest actors. And when he moved, Canvas has moved. In Ohio, you know, we shut down things really fast. Look, I was sitting at the MAC tournament um, for the quarterfinals, noon Thursday, whatever day that was, March 7th or 8th. Ohio was set to play Akron in the noon game, one game versus one seed versus the eight seed, Ohio the eight, Akron the one. We literally were on the court when the decision was made. We were in warm-ups. Um, commissioner comes out, we're going to press for a little while. Uh, building had already been cleared. We we're already going to play in front of an empty building. It's basically player families only. It's going to be a 20,000-seat building with 250 people in it, and we're going to play that game. And then about noon on that Thursday, they pulled the card. And the, the last broadcasting I did for the for the academic year was our, our team, the Bobcats, decided to stay on the court and play each other essentially intramural five-on-five five until the league made them get off the floor. So we called for about 10 or 12 minutes on our air uh, five on five, jerking around basketball with our guys, not realizing that'd be the last we'd see of a lot of them forever. Rob Cornelius is joining us. He is the color analyst of the Ohio Sports Network. And now that we're all craving sports again, you know some of the networks, the radio networks as well. They're going to the classic games. Uh, I just listened to earlier this afternoon a game from 2013 from the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, when they beat the Reds. Uh, UK on their network were also affiliated with. They're airing some of their classic games, sort of in a uh, NCAA cadence. We'll have another game on Saturday, and then follow it up with Monday, sort of simulate the tournament. Yeah, do you see that happening, uh, short term, long term for uh, for the Ohio Bobcats? Can we start pulling out some of your favorite games and, and re-airing those? Well, I, I know I know a lot. Of, obviously, a lot of those games do exist on tape. We pulled out, and obviously, we just as as Marshall does works through um, IMG, what's now Learfield College Sports Up is what we're calling it. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of library to go through and to put online. You know, I think we've done Russ Eisenstein, our department. We've been doing some some projects. We're doing some packages and wraparounds of some of the great games of the past. Uh, we broadcast some of our, our tournament runs. Obviously, in my time, the Bobcats. Uh, tournament NCAA game wins in 2010 tournament in 2012 all the way down to playing North Carolina and losing that in the regional in St. Louis there's a there's, there's material there to look at and going back to the Gary Trent era there's a lot of good good basketball and football to listen to I assume that Marshall show we can listen to uh, Steve Cotton even some guys before Steve Cotton broadcasting a lot of winning football over the last 25 years so there's a lot of good memories a lot of good things we can enjoy put on the air and a lot of the stations are doing a good job so that's some of the ones in Charleston are, are doing the same thing so Big ups to all that. We're watching on TV. You know, watch one of my favorite games of all time um, a couple nights ago where the Indians came from 12 runs down to beat the Mariners team who had the best regular season record in history in 01, middle of the night. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on, but people eventually 
are going to tire of that, and and they're going to, you know, if they're it's not new content, uh, they're going to watch other things. And you're seeing again people obsessed with the Netflix watching entire season of shows and in a day or two, and just moving over and looking at all these things. It's it's some normalcy. I think a lot of folks like to have back, even if you, even if the Reds or the Pirates aren't any good, even if it's the wallpaper of your summer. And I know Marty's gone, so I'm not loath listening to the Reds now as much as I used to, but. It's hard without that drumbeat going on behind you. 162 reps of baseball, 80 or 82 reps of NBA or hockey or whatever going on. This NCAA tournament ending before it even started. Um, it's all, it's no fun. No fun for anybody. And finding stuff to do. What do you do with your evening? Well, you know, talk to your family, play with your kids, read a book. But it's all just so abnormal right now. People are finding out the people they live with, they're uh, either super awesome or they're tired of them already. So my wife and I are in about, uh, about a weekend. She finally got shipped home from her. Her uh, job with State of West Virginia last week, so we actually like each other still. It's pretty cool. That's good. That's good to know. I, I kind yeah, of yeah, no, it's going well. We're, we're cooking. People are doing different things. I'm seeing a lot of lawn work in my neighborhood. There's a lot of a lot of young kids, a lot of families my age, really younger than neighborhood, have youngsters, and uh, they're out perpetually walking or jogging. There's a lot of there's some good things to this, but just you can't shut down the greatest country and the greatest economy in the world for a month or more because there's there's problems. There's problems. People who weren't prepped for this. Who was prepped for this? Who was really ready to shut down their lives and you know, live a cash existence, no job for a month or two? No one's really ready for that. You know, some people always have a check, be it a government thing or a Social Security thing or retirement thing. But there's other folks who are, you know, just started working, don't make a ton of money. No one was ready for this. So how you keep them going until you get this thing fixed is, is a big issue. And everyone's just a little scared out there, I think. Rob Cornelius is joining us. And, of course, I do want to point out he is a – not only is he the – Best color analyst in the Mid-American Conference for Ohio, also uh, very involved in the state of West Virginia as well. So you sort of see it on both sides. You really do have a great perspective on everything. It's just interesting. I mean, again, within government, my wife works within within government over the Capitol, and uh, we're the legislative branch. We're pretty high up there. And you see and hear things, and we see and hear things internally before they get public. You know, hey, there's going to be this many more people reported sick or dying in this county or that county. And you know, you see things where, where you know, the police are worried about this, medicals worried about that. Be glad that there are a lot of good people in state government in all three of the states in your area that are keeping a good eye on this and are taking care of us as best we can. Society's not just going to, you know, break down and, and crash, at least not yet. There's a lot of good people working very hard to make sure there's there's food in the stores, there's cops on the streets, the water's running, the cable and the internet are running, everything so you can be normal if you're going to be stuck at home for a while. But uh, just behave do the right stuff and use this time to, to get better at something. Either, you know, go work out twice a day, read a bunch of books. If you're going to be stuck and not working, use this month and make yourself a heck of a lot better because you, you rarely have a chance as an adult. If you're a 45-year-old man, you don't get to just go back to college on a whim or going to go do this or that. Do something to make yourself better in this time. That's pretty cool advice. I'm trying to figure out what that is for me because I've still got the cadence of a daily job. It's a little bit different of a rhythm now. It, it, exactly. Well, then the funny thing is not, not, to, not to, you know um, – Take a shot at anybody else, but I generally appear on a on a show in trails, a news theme show, a couple mornings a week, and uh, basically they smartly, I think, a lot of the TV stations on this too, basically lock the building to non-employees. They don't want you in there because they don't want their people to get sick, not knowing what, where you've been. So everyone has to kind of guard guard their yard on this stuff. And you're right, you're still keeping a schedule. You know, the guy at the Kroger is still keeping a schedule. My buddies who are sheriffs are still keeping a schedule. My county commissioner calls me every day, you know, worried about this or that. Everyone's still got stuff to do. At least a lot of people do. You know, I, I enjoy being in the leisure class, at least for now, but boy, I'd, I'd love to be working. If you want to work, guess what? Everybody's hiring. If you want to go work in stock shelves, middle of the night at Kroger or Aldi or Sam's Club, 
I bet they're taking you right now. Everyone on that slide, if you have a CDO, if you have, if you have any sort of truck licensing, you're, you're available. You should be working. If you're medical, you should be working. People need you. People want you right now. Are you doing, is the Ohio Sports Network, the crew doing play-by-play at people's like maybe birthday parties, uh, you know, bar mitzvahs, anything I've, like I've, that? I've left that? I've left that to Russ Eisenstein. He's done some baseball highlights, some of our alums, and throwing up some uh, backyard wiffle ball games and whatnot. Um, also, we've been getting some highlights. I think you may have liked, saved, or shared yesterday of uh, a lot of slow-mo footage of one of my cats who's kind of chubby, drinking milk. Uh, so we're doing a lot of fun things with the camera around the kitchen. But, uh, yeah, it's just basically trying to keep yourself busy and keep yourself entertained. But, uh, no, again, there's, there's good things about this. Take some time, get better, learn for yourself. Here's the other thing. We come back from this, and it's going to be tough even once the economy comes back for our buddies in the oil and gas industry, the pipeline industry. Oil's way too cheap right now, and you're going to love the dollar thirty gas we're going to have in a couple of days if it's not there already. But you're going to have really, really cheap energy. That's going to make it a lot easier for America to get uh, get off the mat as well. So you guys can see that refinery over in uh, – Ashland or whatever from where you live, and uh, that's going to be real cheap for a while, so enjoy it. Rob Cornelius is joining us. He is part of the Ohio Sports Network, and of course, like me, he's trying to figure out the day on a daily basis. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. Thursday. I, it's still Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to do on this show on a daily basis, how much of this compared to how much of that, this and that being whatever the day is in front of me. You know, how much of it is coronavirus? How much of it is sports going down the tube how much yeah. of it is how, how much of it is, is is free agency how much of it is you know are these still the top five starting pitchers on my fantasy baseball team because i want to read that stuff and be distracted i want to i want to think about garrett cole and how he's going to look in a different stadium and, and and all these little things and you know who has second base eligibility that shouldn't so i can cheat my league a little i'd love to be talking about nonsense stuff like that and i think we all would the biggest news for me is what's the NHL going to do? Because I'm the number one team in my fantasy league right now. I'm the one seed. So I'm on the bye week still, and Yahoo has not determined what they're going to do yet. I don't know. I'm the commissioner, and I'm the guy in charge, and I'm also the guy on the top seed. Do I just declare myself the champion? I mean, do I make that well, decision? Well, how, how, how far past halfway are we? Like in a baseball sense, are we in the bottom of the fifth yet? What does it take to be an official game? Honestly, you may need to ask the gambling outlets. They have some rules on that, like what's an official game, what's an official season. Uh, you meant to see how they roll. I mean, we got the Thursday of week one of the playoffs, Thursday. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I guess at that point I would just take uh, regular season performance and, and, and work back from there, unless you completed that first playoff series. No. So those aren't completed. So I'm thinking I'm the champion. I mean, I should just go ahead and declare myself champion well, now. What, I, what I've always said is, again, I don't like leagues that are winner, winner take all out of a playoff. I always think you should reward uh, a gold medal, like a president's trophy for in-season performance, who had the best record regardless, just to keep folks interested over the course of the season. I don't want to see a, a great year like you know, the 93 pins cheated that way. I had that feeling last year. Again, I was the one seed last year, but I got upset uh-huh. by Bill Cornwell in the first round. And again, you and Cornwall are like the three of like the nine people in Huntington who enjoy hockey. Yes. Go back and watch that that Pittsburgh um, Pittsburgh is home or whatever special. They run NHL and YouTube based on the history of the Pens, going all the way back to formation and then all the way up through you know the bankruptcy and the Cups today. But uh, fascinating. One of the best ones of those they've, they've done. It's nearly a three-hour project, I think. They ran NHL last week, but it's floating around out there. Absolutely worth the watch if you've ever worn black and gold. Okay. I'll look that one up. I'll check that out. Yeah, you're right. Me and Cornwell it's probably – Probably uh, two of nine, at least. 
I don't know. I think I know all the hockey fans in Huntington. I think they all we're all friends. I think yeah, they they all know me and I know them. I think we have a yeah. Right, right. I mean, you, you, Cornwell, your peer group. I think Cavaliers, Cavaliers, play hockey or something like. There's, there's not that many of you. I guess is is, is the euphemism there. Yeah, we um, we're a small knit group here. We're we're a society upon ourselves here. Uh, we know each other. We're we're all we're all cool with each other. Yeah, see, I love hockey, and I, I can't skate. Lick. That's really the worst thing for me. I'm a good hockey announcer. Can't skate at all. Can't skate to save my life. I'm thinking here. I've got a I've got a crazy yeah. idea. I, if I could get yeah. a copy of NHL 20 and we could remote you in, maybe we, we could, could just yeah we could just broadcast that. That's actually fun. Yeah, you know, look, that's the thing I had the most fun doing in college is doing that. Uh, we we played club hockey at Ohio. We were really good at national champs a couple times while I was in school. But uh, um, that's that's fun. That's just so darn fast. If you can do that, you can do anything. Rob Cornelius is joining us on the program. He's helping us get through the day. And of course, uh, again, I think you're pretty high up on the roster. I mean, I'm thinking you're starting five in my pitching rotation at least. I'm going to go with that. Well, yeah, but put me, slot me down four or five so I get some easy wins regardless of my uh, – I don't, I don't want the hard matchup. I don't want to be facing Garrett Cole on day one of the season. I can so. put you at five. I think five is good for That's you. Fine. Yeah, four or five, slide in there, sneak in with like a 15-win season. No one's expecting Even the wins don't matter. But that's the, that's the discussion we should be having, how wins and saves are garbage stats and need more rate stats. Am I a team with the I DH? Let me ask you this. Am I a team of the DH for you? I mean, do I DH you? Oh, yeah. No, no. Again, my, my, my favorite baseball player is Adam Dunn, who was essentially a DH in the National League. So, I mean, I, I want DHs in every league. I want extra batters in every league. So, it minimizes, you know, like the positions that are, that are terrible for hitting, like catcher or second base. You know, we've got a lot of time on our hands. We could reinvent a few sports. We could reinvent football. We could XFL the NFL if we, uh, if we really put our mind to it. Well, I was mad the XFL didn't get to finish. Hopefully they get to come back. I, I, I had actually gone the trouble of getting in my closet and finding my uh, Las Vegas, whatever, Wranglers or Ramblers, whatever the shirt was in the first XFL, and getting that out and just being ready, um, ready to have, have that going. But, no, that's that stopped. I mean, I, I worry about that, whether that's going to come back. That's, that's, the thing, that's what you kind of started this call with is for the leagues, who's going to, college-wise, who's necessarily going to continue looking the same way they do in a year or two? You know, even if things get run in this fall, I think changes are coming. I, and the other thing is, I think that we talk about this so many times with you on the on this show. Geography is an issue, and while the MAC is not a great league for making a bunch of money, the MAC has a solid identity and a tight footprint, which Con USA doesn't. So I think the MAC oddly may not be in as bad a spot as some of these leagues that are spread all over to all these cities you can't get to with planes quickly. I think Con USA and Sun Belt and some sort of confederacy of scheduling like the old SoCon are probably what's coming back if those if those things continue to exist in their current form. I think the teams that are say the East Coast teams, the Conference USA mm-hmm. variety, they should be a, a league of its own. That, that should be a league of its own. Those mm-hmm. those schools. And the Texas schools and the, the teams out, you know, closer to the West that could be its own league. I don't think that ever fly, but I just think geography-wise, no, that, that you may, put that, that line. That makes more sense. And everything west of Dallas are what I call flight leagues, where almost every trip is or should be a flight at the D1 level. Whereas out east, you know, I think talking about, you know, I don't know how Marshall approached the MAC the last time they were in it, but at least the MAC for Ohio, you basically have three, sometimes four of the, of the other teams are flights for football and basketball, but the rest are buses. And that geographic tight footprint is actually kind of an advantage if we're worried about costs. But, again, you'll see what happens. You can't, as I always said for Marshall, you can't make money sending women's softball to Hattiesburg on a Tuesday. That will never repair itself. So how you get around the costs of the Olympic sports and the sports that don't sniff a bit of money 
that's what's going to be an issue going forward. Rob Cornelius joining us uh, from the Ohio Sports Network. And, of course, he's available for uh, play-by-play and color of your cat videos. Uh, that's what I'm getting. That's what I got from that earlier. You're, um, oh, so many. No, no, the, the wife just put some more stills up of our cat past, and he's just chubby and having a good time. He thinks yeah, all the cats are kind of thrown off, though. The feng shui of the, of the house is off. The wife is officing, like, in the kitchen, the dining room table, so to speak, and they don't know what to do. They're not used to her being around this much. They're used to me being, like, around, you know, throughout the week, but they're not used to, like, solid 24 hours of her for a week, and they just don't know what, what couch to be on, where to sleep. They're just they're very confused by all of it. I think my dog's mad that I'm not working at home. I mean, he, he would like really? to. Really? Yeah, because you know why? Again, I mean, everybody else is getting to work at home, and my dog's yeah, probably like, hey. Yeah, good boys nationwide are doing great. Like, dogs dogs are pretty much the big winner in this whole thing right now. Yeah. Dogs and, and Abbott Labs, if this, if this testing thing works for them, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's thinking, well, wait a minute. Why, why, why can't I just – maybe I should bring him to work since now, you know, we only have maybe six, seven people in the building. We've locked down, well, too. Right, right. And, and have we got it certified now? Or can, can dogs and cats not transmit this thing anyway? I believe There's we're been, good. I think we're good on that, yeah. Because when my wife's always starting to take one of the cats to the state senate, and um, it probably couldn't get too far because of all those marble floors. It's kind of hard to get around real fast. Cats don't enjoy that surface. So, yeah, you can deal with that. You know what? Nobody's going to complain. I'm going to bring my dog to work. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Bring it the water bowl. It'll be cute for a while. No, people will be fine with that. I'll just make it like a, a, a occasional thing here, not like every day. Make it special. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. It's like when people like bring bring their kid to work or someplace where it's not non traditional. It's fine in small doses, but obviously we're not we're not we're not babysitting here. This is not a this is not a, a daycare, nor is it a kennel for your dog. But occasionally, a cute visit is nice, and uh, if they're well behaved, no one's too mad. So, how's everyone else at your shop, by the way? Uh, everything's doing well here. Um, we've been pretty good so far. We're we're, we're skeleton crew here, uh, basically. Oh, I figure. Yeah, we're figure. we're for the most part, um, we're tiering it in certain regards. So we've got people coming in at certain hours. We've got people coming in later, earlier. Um, I'm doing stuff in the uh, the office on a daily basis, so I've kept my regular hours. So I'll I'll come in, do my normal day, do this show. But I, I- I like the shift thing. It's like, again, if, if someone gets sick, you don't lose everybody. That's kind of, I know, up, in, up here in Wood County in Parkersburg, that's literally how they're, like, running the courthouse. People are coming in in shifts. When they leave, they clean. Next set of people comes in for, like, the afternoon. Um, same thing with, like, you know, the 911 Center, uh, some of the cop shops here. It just, it just makes sense. Because, again, not knowing what you're up against, you don't want literally everyone in the building to, uh, to have to take quarantine. And, again, I know a lot of people that are, that are doing fine. They're well, but they're quarantined because they flew someplace. Or their work won't let them come to work because they don't want literally the other hundred people in the building sick. So, um, luckily, don't know anybody who's gotten sick yet. So, let's hope this is uh, he stays that way. Yeah, so. that's the same thing for me. We we haven't known anyone yet that's gotten uh, ill, and we're trying to keep everyone healthy. At the same time, Just you know, we, be healthy, eat eat some vitamin C, take some of those zinc cold pills. That's what sold out the store. Now. Vitamin C and zinc was what the what went fast. But that starts filtering back in. Try to fit some of that stuff in too. Because again, what would you do if you had a cold? This is like a much, 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 much worse deal with that. I had to go to the pharmacy the other day. So Mm -hmm. the gentleman before me, and I use that term loosely, gentleman Mm -hmm. before me um, went to the pharmacy window, and he wasn't there to actually pick up a prescription. He just wanted to check out because I guess we had the the better line, the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And he had maybe four or five of those Walmart brand uh, NyQuil, Day and, uh, Dayquil and NyQuil. Ooh, yeah, he had like sure. four or five packs of that. He was hoarding up on all of that cough and flu stuff. I mean, 
maybe that's the next round of hoarding the uh, the Dayquil. I'm, I'm going to be honest. So I, I again, I've been going out probably more than I should. I used to take stuff my mom or whatever, who's elderly and lives in nearby Ohio, but she's fine. But again, I've been in and out of a lot of the stores, and it's just okay. There'll be a few things that are out, but most things are fine. Like grocery is fine after that first week of nonsense, and that applies. That's been everywhere. That's been the drugstores. That's been your dollar stores. That's been your Sam's Club. Outside of toilet paper, and again, we have plenty of trees, so that's going to refill itself. Um, everybody's pretty close to back to normal. They just cut back the hours, and there's new people putting up uh, stock in the shelves who clearly didn't work there two weeks ago that you don't recognize. But I think, honestly, retail's handled this really, really well. Um, probably next next shortage of those ones coming is, is, is beef. That's a short-term deal involving the uh, the exchanges, and the price not really matching what the demand was for a couple of weeks. That'll resolve itself. There's really no crises out there in terms of foods or meds. Uh, they're limiting you, but it's not like you're going to need eight boxes of, uh, of you know, um, store-brand Dayquil. You know, I'm okay with the limiting. I go in, I get one of what I need. I'm good for a little while, and I go back. I'm good with that. They, um, The store has been really good. As you mentioned, those are some of the products I've been looking for. Uh, just, again, on a, just a normal shopping trip, canned goods are a little thin, but hopefully that'll fill itself back up. Meat, uh, I will say this, though, uh, Sam's Club, boy, did they have uh, they have one package of meat. It looked like half of your body, and it was all neatly packaged in like a tube. You could buy one, and that should last me oh, a long right. time. Yeah, yeah. Two, tube of beef, yes. I've seen people talk about that on, on, on Facebook this week. Uh, yes, that's that's an interesting way to go. But again, if, you, if you're country folk, you uh, you buy quarter steers or whatever, and you have a chest freezer, you don't think about it that way. Again, it's, West Virginians are maybe better prepped for this than a lot of people. And what you're going to find out, again, going back to a big news point, dragging us back there, is what you're going to find is being in West Virginia, where population density is pretty low, people are going to really, really want that pretty soon. This is probably going to really sour people on living on top of each other in apartments and subways. So guess what? We might get some more people out of this. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. How about it? Rob Cornelius joining us. So, um, what's uh, what's next for you? What's uh, next few days? Isolation, Netflix, making yourself better. You know, what, where should uh, we? Yeah, make this? myself better. No, we, we we've been we've got the, we've got a stationary bike and a rowing machine. Almost been trying to pile into those. Uh, drag the wife out for like a walk at the park over in Ohio. Uh, Try to do that every day or two as well. Um, yeah, just make yourself better. Um, I've been been reading, been been working out, been working on pets. I'm probably gonna probably go out and do some lawn stuff. Um, and the other thing is, like, you know, my, my other sort of day job is political and elections. And all of a sudden, the elections now would move back a month. So not that anybody's thinking about that right now, but uh, that changes what everyone does, what radio they're going to buy, what TV ads they're going to buy, what their plan is. And uh, so got a lot of stuff like that to work on. Rob Cornelius joining us. Uh, he is the best part of the Ohio Sports Network. I'll say it. I know you can't say oh, it. Oh, come I'll on. Say Russ, Russ is great. I like Russ. Russ. I'm just saying you're better. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying of the two of you, come I, on. I, 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 I appreciate it. Plus, I like, again, I try to be hunting to family to you guys. You know, I mean, I, more more classically West Virginia than Ohio anyway. But, uh, no, I love it. You guys, you know, in terms of our, our annual trip, uh, Marshall and Miami are about my two favorites. So, you know that. And to be fair, I mean, if you're looking for a tag team to make a run for the title, I mean, I'll put you two up against most anybody. I mean, I think that you two can make a run for the titles. We can, we can get there. We, we, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be well seated. I think we can get there. No, it's, uh, and again, what we've got, what Marshall football, some more playing football. What are we week three or week two? I think um, was it three? I think because Ohio, Ohio's pre-conference is Boston College up there, Texas State on the road. We owe them one. Uh, generic one double A team. I'm forgetting and Marshall. So 
I'll have to look. Yeah, if, um, I forgot because it's so... week three sounds right. Yeah. But I, don't, I don't know if it, if, if I don't know if we have if this is a four or five week September this time. But anyway, it feels like I've been under quarantine for five years now. Yeah, I know. I know. I was I was totally lost track. I I just want it to be over. I want to go play stuff. So. Well, let's get the video games going. We'll uh, we'll start narrating and play by play of that. We'll we'll make that happen. See, but I would just say I would actually prefer we go back and play like NHL '94 on the on the uh, on the cartridge games. Okay. Just because I was I was so much more into that. I probably know those rosters better. Uh, but we, we we can figure it out. Let's it's work fine. that. Let's work on that. That that's our goal. Find yep. NHL '94. Let's do get, it. Get with me off mic. Yeah, no, no. My mine's at my mom's house. Yeah, I bet we can fish it out of there. Okay, let's do it. Rob Cornelius joining yeah. us. Um, good talking to you. We'll do it again soon. I hope. See you, brother. Yell at me next week if you need something. You guys, Huntington, stay healthy, stay well, and I will see you guys soon. That's Rob Cornelius. We'll yell at him next week as well. We appreciate him coming on the program. We're going to take a quick timeout, come back. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm Paul Swan. I've been doing some research, trying to just really figure out where this is all going to go. I've got a few hours to sit and do that now that I don't have to worry about just the day-to-day of sports. I can focus on some other things. And uh, I got forwarded an interesting story about how media networks have paid billions for sports they won't receive this year. But there hasn't been really that pushback to say, hey, you know what? We've given you all this money. You better give some of it back. And I think part of the reason is because – are you going to be the one that looks at the NFL and say, okay, um, you know all the money we gave you? We didn't get a game this year, so we'd like to have that back. And I don't think you can do that necessarily. There's probably going to become some sort of understanding between network partners and leagues. And plus, there are definitely more suitors for the NFL than would say the NHL, for example. Yeah, I don't know how many people are knocking on the NHL's door compared to, say, the NFL. Plus, the NHL, for the most part, has played almost all of its season. I'm sure that there could be some arrangement made if they're going to try to even play the season. But that's an interesting story there because if you are paying your monthly cable bill, you're paying your monthly satellite bill, you're paying for those sports channels, well, there's nothing on those sports channels. And you can't easily just drop those. And if you do, if you start cutting the cord a little bit more, and I think a lot of people are going to start doing that, cutting the cord a little bit more because – they're finding things on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon. The list goes on and on of services that you can get similar programming, maybe better programming. You've got HBO Max coming soon, so that's going to be a destination for a lot of the HBO programming. And so HBO is going to be fine. They're going to offer some original content there as well. I mean, Disney Plus. They just released Frozen 2, so if you've got a youngster that likes that movie or you didn't buy it or you haven't seen it yet, and if you've got a youngster, you probably have seen it. But still, there you go. So guess what? You're going to be watching Frozen 2 for 100 times now to keep your children entertained. And these are going to be more viable options, and sports are going to get hit because I canceled ESPN+. Plus. I was using it for hockey and for Marshall Broadcast. 
That was my main reason for it. I wasn't using it for the 30 on 30s and some of those features. Now, I took advantage of a lot of the programming there because I was going ahead and paying for it. And you know what? It was a few dollars out of my pocket. I didn't have to worry about a few dollars out of my pocket. It was fine. And I just decided early on, look, there's not going to be that much content. I'm going to save a few dollars. I'm going to save a few dollars, put it elsewhere. And usually... I would have kept ESPN Plus. Maybe I would have canceled Netflix after a show or two that I watch. I've got to watch it. I take a hiatus from it. CBS All Access. I'm watching a little bit of that show that's on there that I watch. It's over now. So do I hang on to that subscription? Same thing with sports. If you've got DirecTV, you can, if you're not paying for some of the higher tiers and you've got maybe the, the next to lowest tier, I think you can just drop down to that low tier keep your programming, lose the sports, and you're not paying for the sports. Because right now, unless you like watching the classic games, and if you do, then it's a great value for you, what's on SportsCenter right now? Not much. Now, the NFL draft is going to happen soon. That's going to be something we're all going to watch and listen to, and we'll have that for you on ESPN Radio. So the NFL draft is going to be an option for a lot of people, just a sports-starved world. But... As far as the cost of sports, we don't know what it's going to look like just yet. And so what's going to happen? CBS, they don't have to pay that much for the NCAA tournament because, well, the NCAA tournament didn't happen. The Olympics, that's going to be an interesting sell because they pushed that back a year, 2021. That's going to be a different beast altogether. And I know if it's a one-off, you didn't get the event, you don't have to pay for it. I know there's a couple of streaming services or at least one that basically said, look, until we get content, we're not paying for the content. And that's fine. You can do that. But I don't think NBC, CBS, I don't think Fox can necessarily go around and say, look, no NFL, no money. It's a long play. And guess what? We're still paying for it. Quick timeout, we'll come back and wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. do appreciate it. You know, I kind of felt sad earlier. I was on Twitter and uh, one of the students over at Marshall University, uh, they're involved with the Parthenon and they're involved with the campus radio station. She posted one of the most surreal and saddest tweets that I have, I've seen in a long time. And I'm just going to share it with you. And it's sort of our world right now. This is Savannah. She tweeted, day 22 without sports. I sat in my car in the stadium parking lot just to feel something again. Day 22, what if we get into day 44, day 66, day 88? So my suggestion, of course, is to tune in every day, Monday through Friday at 5. We'll get through this together. We'll try to make it feel like we've got some normalcy. We've got something that feels like the regular rhythm of a day. We're all going to get through this, I promise. 
And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to especially thank Rob Cornelius from the Ohio Bobcats Radio Network. We appreciate him coming on. For Rob, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for listening. Back tomorrow for our Friday edition. And don't forget, wash your hands, everybody. Good night. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.